Open your Bibles to the book of Psalms. One time my brother went to church with me years ago, and the pastor said, open up the, the, your Bible to the book of Deuteronomy. He, go, he leans over, Deuta who? <laughs> so open your Bibles up to the book of Psalms. Psalms. If you need a job, there's a whole book dedicated called the book of job. So, <laughs> all right, I want to talk about and those of you that are watching, living in the blessed life. Now, I've been around the block uh, a long time. I've been in the ministry since 1986. I was ordained. So how many years is that? 36 years. And I have been to all kinds of churches everywhere. I've been around the world. And, uh, you know, you ask people how they're doing and they'll say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. How many of you ever have asked somebody how they're doing? They say they're blessed. And then you ask that one person, how you doing? They say, I'm blessed, but my goldfish drowned. I'm blessed, but my car is falling apart. Right? Have you ever been around those kind of people? And you're like, man, why in the world did I even ask them? So some folk don't really know what it means when they say out of their mouth, I'm blessed. Or they don't really understand what it really means when they say I'm blessed and they have to follow up with all the stuff that's going wrong in their life. But I want to show you that the blessed life is about choice. Now, we're going to talk about the God kind of life. And, and I, want, I want you to see this because it was probably uh, one day this week I was um, actually uh, eating lunch. I thought, you know what? I got a friend of mine. He's a pastor in town. Sent me a, a Kenneth Hagin uh, thumb drive that had all of his sermons on it. I thought, oh, I'm just going to pick one out and listen to, to it, excuse me, on my uh, lunch break. And uh, I decided I wanted to go back and refresh myself with the Zoe life of God. How many are familiar with Kenneth Hagin? How many ever heard him? And so he was talking on there. He must have been in a classroom. But he asked a question. And those of you that are watching, he, he asked a question. He said, now, hallelujah. Now, I want to ask a question. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to ask a question. Amen. Why did Jesus come? And they started answering. He said, hallelujah. I'm going to ask again. Why did Jesus come? And they were given all the answers. And he said, well, those are good answers, but why did Jesus come? And I started thinking, okay, why did he come? And then he gave the answer. And I said, you know what, God, there's some stuff that's been going on in my heart. I want to preach some things to the people. So just that question sparked some stuff in me. And then he shared the verse I want to share with you, and then I built upon it. Are you ready? But let's look at Psalm chapter 1. Look at verse 1. It says, blessed is the man or the woman. One or the other, man or woman. Not any other gender besides that. Didn't say blessed is the guy that thinks he's a tree. <laughs> blessed is the man or the person. Watch. Who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. In other words, they don't spend all their time getting their counsel, their perspective, their viewpoint from are you ready? From the world. From the media. Amen? They don't spend all their time getting advice. 
They don't spend all of their time listening to stuff that is contrary, that tries to redefine God's word. You know, as a comic book writer, a children's book writer, you know, one of the greatest challenges that I have is when I write something and like even on this animation uh, video that's coming out in September and I'm working with the animators and working with the script writers and, and I had to call them in and I said, guys, whoa, we got we to gotta think about this. That word, which was innocent 20 years ago, oh my gosh, we got to come up with a different word. We were all shocked. You're not to sit with those and listen to their counsel. When they tell you that a woman is anything that it wants to be. Or if you're a woman and you decide you want to be a man, that's not godly counsel. Are you here? Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly or doesn't stand in or with the path of sinners. Come on, that's your vote. I saw something that made me so angry. I, I, I literally could not believe what I saw. I almost came through the screen. But there was a woman, you probably saw the video, and those of you that are watching, where there were all these women out there talking about abortion and that they have a right to kill their babies, and they have a choice with their own bodies. And this one lady gets up, and she literally used a very inappropriate word. And she said, if that little, I don't even want to say the word, but it's a type of fish like bass, and then you can get the rest of that. You got it? If that little bass, and then she repeated with an ard, what we'll do is we will suck that little bass out limb by limb by limb. And the whole deranged, demonic sounding, cackling women began to cheer this deranged reprobate like she's a champion for women's rights. God help us is right. You want to be blessed? Don't you take counsel from those kind of people. You want to be blessed? Don't vote those kind of people in. Don't stand with what the sinners stand in and for. Problem is we got wimpy preachers. Yeah, they'll preach a word to you. The problem is they won't engage the culture. They won't preach anything to you that helps you be informed on how to engage your culture, politics. And so we've got a whole bunch of the church with preachers standing with sinners. And there's this false compromise that has come in, this mixture, that people don't even know what is right anymore in the church. And don't sit in the seat of those who are mockers or those that are scornful. But your delight is to be in the law of the Lord or the ways of God. That's how you, you get blessed. And in his word, you will meditate day and night. Now notice what the, what the blessing is. He shall be like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water. That brings forth fruit in its season. So that's the blessing. And watch healing or health. 
And the leaf, your leaf, your life shall not wither. Wow, that's a blessed life. That's a, that's a life of healing. All because I'm not going to get my counsel, my perspective from the ungodly. I'm not going to stand with sinners. And I'm not going to sit in the seat of the scornful or the mocker. Watch this. And whatever I do shall prosper. This is the blessed life. Now, this blessed life comes by choice. And the reason it comes by choice is it's not by works. It's by choice because it's freely given. The blessed life that I'm trying to explain to you, and I'll show you in just a moment, is something that you have a covenant right to because of Jesus shedding his blood. And when he shed his blood, he did something so powerful. Not only did he enter a new covenant with you, but he took the Abrahamic covenant, grabbed it, pulled it through the cross, and brought those same rights and privileges that God gave to the Jews and to Abraham it's now yours as a Gentile. And I'm going to show you why that's important. So look at Deuteronomy chapter 30, because the blessed life consists of, you don't have to have a withering life, a failure, barely getting by. You don't have to suffer with sickness and disease and pain in your body. You don't have to deal with frustration and depression and despair. You don't have to be married and then fear divorce. You don't have to live in discouragement. You don't have to struggle financially, struggle in marriage. You don't have to struggle in your family or in life itself. Well, you're saying I'm going to have a perfect life? I didn't say that. I said you need to understand what has been freely given to you by Jesus and the Father through and by covenant that you have a choice to. You need to draw a line in the sand and say, devil, you are not coming near my life, my home, my marriage, my finances. Come on, my children. We have a legal right, bloodshed on it to live in the blessing. Now look at Deuteronomy chapter 30. And it says in verse 19, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you. And I've set before you, God speaking, life and death. There's blessing and there's cursing. Therefore, God gives you the answers to the test. I always loved teachers that gave me the answer before the test. I was like, you're an awesome teacher. <laughs> That's an awesome teacher. Amen. Gives the answer. If life and death are before you, blessing and cursing, then choose life. That's the blessed life. That's the life of healing and wholeness and soundness of mind. That both you and even those that come after you shall live. Now, what can interrupt this blessed life? Pastor Brenda talked about it on Wednesday. In fact, I encourage you, those of you even that are watching, go out and get uh, you know, look at, at that. You can go to LOH Church under Wednesday service. She taught a very powerful word about the power of our words and how it's connected to health. But look at Deuteronomy 18, verse 21. It says, death and life. Notice it mentions death first because, unfortunately, people uh, who aren't striving for the blessed life sometimes will, will speak wrong or they'll choose negativity. All that is the curse. All that is death. You know, their back is killing them. You know, they, they make jokes out of, 
you know, turning a certain age, and then, you know, they have the Grim Reaper in a card that people give them, and they laugh, think it's funny. They bring black balloons. Man, if anybody shows up with black balloons at my uh, birthday, I'm going to take out my concealed weapon. I'm going to pop every one of those things in about two seconds. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but, you know, how, how many have been around people like that? They think it's funny. Well, the devil doesn't think it's funny. He's mocking you. Keep welcoming death. Keep welcoming and inviting him in. He likes it. He loves nothing more than to cut your life short. He likes nothing more than to make your life miserable. So death and life are in the power of the tongue. In, in other words, what you speak. Now, here's why it's so important. You know, I've had people say, well, pastor, my life is such a mess. And I say to him, I say, look, one of the first places to start is what are you saying? What have you been saying? Because look at what the last part of this verse says. And they that love it. Love what? Either speaking death or life. If you speak life, you're going to eat the fruit of it. You're going you're to live a life that is going to have a life of blessing. But if all you're going to do is be negative and speak wrong and, 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 and welcome sickness and disease and not resist it, and you keep speaking out of your mouth that your back is killing you and this is hurting you and you can't make it and the gas prices are high and you don't know what you're going to do, you will eat the fruit of it. That's what that verse says. So you got to go back and say, I command a crop failure upon every one of those negative words that I've spoken. And from this moment forward, I say I'm blessed. You know, I, I put, I spent 70 bucks the other day. I was so mad. I wanted to put a picture of the fake guy in the White House up and want to do some stuff. But that's between me and God. So I'm like, come on, this is, this is, an, but you know what I did instead? I prayed for him. God remove him. That's what I did. Now here's another reason why people aren't blessed. Lack of knowledge. Hosea 4 verse 6. My people perish because they don't know it. They're ignorant. So you got to watch what you say if you want the blessed life. And you also have to become educated. So I want to educate you. So let's get back to Brother Hagin. So he asked the question. Hallelujah. Amen. Now let me ask you a question. Praise God. Hallelujah. So why did Jesus come? Are you listening? And he said, open your Bibles to John chapter 10 and verse 10. Now notice what Jesus said in the 10th verse of John chapter 10. Amen. Now notice it says the thief, now that's the devil, he cometh, he cometh not but to steal to kill and to, and to, to destroy. <laughs> now watch this. But notice why Jesus came. But I have come. So why did Jesus come? So that you may have life. Circle life. That literally means in the Greek the word zoe. It's the God kind of life. Well, Pastor Hank, what does that God kind of life look like? Well, keep reading. That you might have the God kind of life and have that kind of life 
more abundantly. Notice he didn't say less. More. God wants you to live in the more. That word abundant means lavishly. God wants you to live lavishly. I'm not talking about live ignorantly, live covetous, live stupid, live greedy. That's not what I'm talking about. Talking about you have a right to live in the blessing of the God kind of life. Now you say, well, pastor, what do you mean by that? I want you to look at John chapter 3. And Jesus is talking to Nicodemus and he begins to explain to him how you receive this God kind of life, this Zoe life. And so let's look at John chapter 3 verse 1. It says, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus. He was a ruler of the Jews and he came to Jesus by night. I think it was actually night and I think he also had a little bit of his own darkness searching for more than what he was finding in the law. And said unto him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher and you've come from God. For no man can do these miracles that you do except God be with you. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Truly, truly, I say unto you, except a man be born again, or as the NET, the New English Translation, I think it says, unless you are born from above. That's what he literally was saying. Unless you are born from above. Above, Notice it was from above. You can't see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus said unto him, how is it that when you're born, when you're old, how you can enter again into your mother's womb? So he's thinking only natural. And be born. And Jesus said, truly, truly, I say unto you, except a man be born of water. That word water is also translated bios. It's where, you know, uh, biology Right? You, you know, you may not be a biologist, but you're a man, you're a woman, according to biology and, by the way, common sense. So he's saying, except a man be born of the natural bios life, the natural life, and of the spirit. So you've got to be born of the spirit life. What kind of life? Zoe. That word Zoe is right there. The spirit life, the God kind of life. So you need to be born in the natural, so you need to come to the earth not be aborted, right? right. Yeah. And then you need to be born again or born from above. Awesome. Now, why is that important? Because Pontius Pilate in John 19 said to Jesus, he said, Jesus, and I, I'm amazed at how these, these government officials all think that they're so tough sometimes. And Pontius Pilate said to Jesus, he said, Jesus, don't you know that we have the power? I have it. I have the power and the authority to crucify and Jesus looked at him and said, you have no power unless it had been given to you by my father above. In other words, you have no power unless God himself from the throne above gave it to you. You know what Pilate did? I washed my hands of this man. When the temple was torn from the top to the bottom in the temple, after Jesus gave up the ghost, it was God himself and his power that came down and just said, now, there's nothing that separates man from me and me from man. I now no longer have to be God in a box. I can now be God, the life of God, the Zoe. I can literally give them my life and be in them. This is why Jesus said to them. He said in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world 
that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life, the God kind of life. And it's not just everlasting life that you get to heaven and then that's when you get your life. No, John 10, verse 10, the devil comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, but I've come to give you what? Life and what? Life more abundantly. And that's now. That's not when you get to heaven that you get the God kind of life. No, you have a right on earth. In fact, Jesus was really explaining to him. He said, in fact, he went into verse 13. And he said, listen, he said, I'm the one that no man has ascended up to heaven, but I came down from heaven. And even the son of man, I'm from heaven and I'm carrying this, this Zoe life. I'm carrying the God kind of life. You have no report of Jesus ever being sick. You never have any report of Jesus ever, you know, going to the Pharisees for prayer. He lived the God kind of life. In fact, he was so full of the God kind of life that it wasn't until he laid it down that they were able to take it. And they tried to kill him multitude of times. But he was so full of the Zoe God kind of life. In fact, John 5, 26. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has given to the Son to have life or Zoe in himself. John 14, 6. Jesus says, I am the way, by the way. I am the truth and I am the Zoe. I am the life. And when you ask Jesus to come into your heart and, and, and you, you literally say, Jesus, come into my heart. He brings that Zoe life, that God kind of life into you. And immediately by grace and by covenant, you have received the God kind of life. It's in you and now it needs to be through you and around you. That's why Jesus said at communion, if you eat my flesh and you drink my blood, you have my Zoe in you. Every time you take communion, you are reaffirming the fact that you have a right through his body and blood, to have the God kind of life of blessing. Now, go, go to Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2, we have the first example. In verse 7, it says, And the Lord God formed man. Just imagine like out of clay or out of Play-Doh. And he formed man out of the dust of the ground. And watch this. He breathed into his nostrils. Now, a lot of theologians uh, argue about this. They think that God was on the outside putting his mouth over the nose externally of Adam and breathe into his nostrils the breath of life. I don't believe that and neither do many theologians because Adam represented what we have now because Jesus, the Bible calls him the last Adam. And everything that happened in the garden was the blessed life. Adam didn't have the sniffles, and Eve never had a headache. They could be about being fruitful and multiplying and all that kind of stuff there, huh? So, you didn't have sickness, you didn't have lack. Well, wait a minute. How did they get that God kind of life? Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. And God breathed into them through the nostrils. Literally, it was God inside. God came inside, filled the man with his spirit, 
and breathed. Come on. Into his nostrils from being inside. And breathed. He was the first spirit-filled man filled with the Zoe God kind of life. Now notice, you got to back up. Look at Genesis chapter 1. The first thing that God does is bless this man and this woman. And the Bible says in verse 28 of Genesis 1, and God blessed them. And then he tells them how to live the blessed life. He's like, all right, you want to live the blessed life? Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. Now that's not Adam and Steve. They, they can't be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. Right? It's not hard. This, you don't have to not be a biologist or a... This is common sense. Amen? Do I need to explain anymore? Okay, good. We're, we can move on. So the notice the first thing that this spirit-filled man... Who had the God kind of life, God blessed him and said, now here's how you live the blessed life. Notice he had gold. You read it. had gold and all kinds of beautiful stuff in the garden. Anything that he wanted, he had, he had access to. Amen. Not one report of being sick. Not one report of being broke. Not one marital strife. Not. Are you, are you here? Until the devil shows up and does exactly what he does to your life. He challenges what God has said. He challenges the blessed life. God put a choice. Deuteronomy 30. I've set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Come on, I put before you the tree of life, the knowledge of good and evil. I've given you a choice. Well, what did they do? They listened to the devil. And the devil, just like people do today, talk them out of the blessed life. Well, that just sounds too extreme. Well, you just insulted the man who shed his blood for you. You just absolutely brought an indictment against the blood of our dear Lord. There's not one thing that was left out that Jesus didn't pay for. He became sickness so you can be healed. He became, come on, with mental oppression and and depression and all of that hitting him with the crown of thorns and and blood. Come on, sweat and blood coming out out of his brow. So you don't have to have mental oppression and fear and anxiety and all of that. This isn't extreme. This is your blessed life. You don't understand then the power of your covenant. Jesus wasn't joking. Neither was the father. He wants you to live in the blessed life. But Slewfoot comes just like he did in the garden and literally looks for any way that he can convince you and talk you out. You know how, how the devil does it? Through some ignorant preacher that says, well, you know, don't believe that health and wealth gospel. Now, health and wealth is all over the scripture. Sometimes how man has presented it has been the problem, not the message or the doctrine. It's your covenant. Okay. Third John two, I wish above all that you prosper, that it be well with you, that you have success and that you be in health. Come on. And your soul prosper. So depending upon what you're, you're feeding on will determine if you have a healthy soul. If you just listen to a bunch of negative stuff, then rather than your spirit, which is the dominant part of you, that's why Jesus said in Mark 14 to to the disciples that were sleeping, hey, buddy, the spirit is willing. That's the strongest part of you. Your flesh is weak. So get willing in your spirit. Pray with me. 
But if you got a jacked up soul, you're listening to darkness, watching darkness, talking darkness, it'll enter into your soul. Then you're going to be run down spiritually. But if you keep that junk out of your soul, you'll walk around in your spirit as one big bad self. And when that stuff tries to tell you, I don't feel like going to church, shut up. You, you, you get a little pain as you step on the floor. It's Monday morning and you don't want to go to work and you feel all kinds of pain in your body rather than, oh, glory be to God. Get off my body. My youth is renewed like the eagle. Throw open the shutters and sing like Mary Hoppins. Here's the thing. Keep going. So the devil is the one that talks you out of your, your covenant right. Tells you that it ain't God's will to heal. Don't believe in that prosperity stuff. It's amazing how many people used to come to me, you know, growing up. I got to warn you about Marilyn Hickey. I'm like, really, Granny? I got to warn you about Kenneth Copeland. Got to warn you about Kenneth Hagen. And I'd say to him, what's your warning? That health and wealth stuff. Have you ever listened to it? Oh, no. Well, then shut up. (laughs) Or they'd pull out a scripture. They said this, and I'd say, no, I listen to them. They don't say that. I said, I'd rather listen to them teaching me how to live in the blessing than you trying to get me to agree with the curse. Shoo, don't bother me. You have a covenant right to be healed. This is the blessed life. Don't let the devil, you didn't come to the piano, don't let the devil talk you out of it. And I want to show you something. Look at Psalm 103. I'll make it very quick. This is your benefits. Notice what it says in verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my what? Whoa, it didn't say bless the Lord, O my spirit. Because the battleground of your head sometimes is the biggest battleground. That's the high places that you got to learn to cast down. That stuff that gets up into a high place right here, the high place of your head. Right? It tries to tell you that you're going to die young. There's another example. Jesus died at 33 years of age as the curse. Prematurely. So that you can live in the blessed life of long life. You don't have to die young. You tell God, God, my mansion can wait. Make it nicer. I ain't coming to that thing prematurely. Ask Cat Kerr. Amen. Coming there prematurely. Look at Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me, bless his holy name. Now, forget not any of his benefits. Here's your benefits. Here's the blessed life. First of all, you've committed sin. He forgives you of all iniquity. That's purposeful sin. He heals you of every disease. Watch this. He redeems. Okay, now how did he redeem you? How did he pay for it? Through his blood. He redeemed through his blood, this is why you have a covenant, from destruction. People say, well, I don't believe that. Well, then why do you pray Psalm 91? That's all about being free from destruction. Thousands fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it doesn't come near you. You don't believe that? No plague can come near your dwelling. You quote it, but you don't believe it. I know people that quote Psalm 91 and they say, I don't believe in health and, and, and all that. 
that gospel. I'm like, well, then what the heck are you quoting Psalm 91? You're an idiot. <laughs> He's redeemed. Jesus' blood. No, it's the truth. Yeah. Gee, I'm almost done, by the way. I know it's Mother's Day and you guys got stuff to do. Right. And Brenda's got to get ready for my birthday. She's got to make me ribs. <laughs> she, she already bought all these ribs. I'm like, wow. I mean, there's a big old rack of ribs. I'm just like, oh, come on. Who redeems your life from what? Destruction. Okay, think about it. Jesus said the devil steals, kills, and destroys. Is that destruction? So if, if, if COVID-19 is trying to hit your body, is that destruction? Well, Jesus redeemed you from that. The blessed life. You don't have to have COVID-19. If it hits your body, it has to leave. Get out. It's tragedy and calamity destruction. Somebody ripping your car off. Is that destruction? Yeah. Living the blessed life. Jesus had paid for it. Amen. This is what you need to stamp. This is a choice. It's already been given to you by grace. All you need to do is choose. Say, you know what, Lord? That's exactly what I'm going to come into agreement. The promises of God are watch. What? Yes. Okay. In other words, it's yes because God already did it. And it's already, yes, it's proven, yes, I did it. You have to add your amen. You have to add your so be it. That's why his promises are, yes, he did it. Now I need to add mine. So be it. Now look here. He's redeemed your life from destruction. He's crowned you with tender mercy and loving kindness. Satisfies your mouth with good things. Come on, that's why I'm going to have M&Ms. The peanut butter kind and some ice cream. Brenda, and some ribs. Oh, I love what God said to Peter. Rise up and eat that pig. And don't you write, don't you dare write and tell me about spare ribs and the, you know, and the law. Don't do it. Don't do it. Bye. It'd be nice knowing you. Now you wonder why when you click back on, you can't click back on. I ain't dealing with that. Don't you dare mess with my pigs. Don't mess with my spare rib. All right. Look at Hebrews 9. I'm almost done. All right. Hebrews 9 verse 1. And by the way, Brenda, man, she, um, she baptizes those ribs for like two days, man. Just like you do with your wash, man. She just picks those ribs over, puts it in the sauce, baptizes them, soak them. Then she puts those babies on the grill. They start going. All right. Hebrews 9, verse 27. So I want to end with this. Give me, give me just 45 more minutes. No, I'm teasing. Give me like three minutes. All right. Here's part of your blessed life. It is appointed unto men once to do what? So that everybody living on the earth, there is an appointment that you're going to die, right? Right? It's appointed unto man once to die. Now, notice God didn't say, yeah, and I have put exactly what that's going to be for each and every one of you. No, he didn't even say it. It's appointed unto man once to die. After this, we're all going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Or, or before the great white throne. Now, here's the thing. It's a point in a man. We're all going to die a natural death. But what you have to understand, the life of man, as it says when God spoke to Noah, is 120 years. 
Psalm 91, put that up in verse 16. Watch this. You have a right as part of your blessed life to live long and to live strong on this earth. And not only that, but you have a covenant right. So with long life, what kind of life? Long life. It's appointed a man wants to die. Just don't let the devil make your appointment. With long life, long life, long life. Do you know you have a decision in that? With long life, I will satisfy him. You know what that word says? And show my salvation. That word satisfy literally means with long life, as many sunsets and sunrises that you want to be satisfied with. According to the long lifespan of man. That's what's given to you. Are you here? Now let's keep going. Look at Psalm 79, 11. This is why you got to make a choice. Yes, there's an appointment that we all are going to go and we're going to die. We're going to leave this earth. But a lot of that has to do with, do you really understand what has been paid for in your covenant and the God kind of life? And that is long life. It's part of your covenant right to live long. That's why people say, well, it must have been his time. Wait a minute. But what does the covenant say? I'm not going on someone's experience. I want to go on what does the covenant say? What did Jesus pay for? What is the Abrahamic covenant that Jesus pulled through the cross? What right do I have now? I'm almost done. Look at Psalm 79, 11. Let the sighing of the prisoners come before you according to the greatness of your power. So he would say, man, the people, your people, God, we're all like prisoners. We're getting attacked by the enemy. And according to the greatness of your power, preserve us from those that are appointed to die. In other words, there's the enemy that is trying to make an appointment and that appointment is they want to kill us. And he's saying, God, through your power, preserve us. Some of you know the enemy tries to schedule things that steal, kill, and destroy. And I speak in the name of Yeshua that any schedule, any appointment, anything that's been calendared by witchcraft, divination, the enemies of darkness, and satanic spirits and the devil himself. I speak in the name of Jesus and in the spirit realm, we cancel every one of those appointments, every one of those schedules and agendas of that which comes to steal, kill, and destroy. We sever it and break it. And we release the host to shred it, that it will never prosper against us or our loved ones or our pets. Amen. So don't be on the devil's schedule. Be on the schedule of your covenant. Watch. All right. Last scriptures. You ready? Look at Galatians 3, verse 13 and 14. So Jesus redeemed us, that's his blood, from the curse of the law. Jesus became the curse, for it's written, cursed is everyone that hangs on the tree. Now, why did Jesus hang on the tree? Watch, verse 14. You could put an S-O there. So... That the blessings of Abraham now might be brought forth through the cross and come on the Gentiles. This is why Eliezer, the servant of Abraham, got the blessing too. He was a Gentile. That's why when the Syrophoenician woman came to Jesus, he said, it's not right to give the children's bread. Come on, that's the children of Abraham to dogs, to Gentiles. She said, hold it. Excuse me, remembering Eliezer. 
a Gentile that got the blessing, she said, excuse me, but even the dogs, us Gentiles, have right to those crumbs. You know, we do have a part also and rights to that covenant. And Jesus stopped and said, whoa, whoa. I mean, he probably went, whoa. I've never seen such great faith. You have the same right to this covenant. Look. Jesus was made that curse so that the blessings of Abraham might come upon you, the Gentiles, through Jesus Christ, that you might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now back up. Stand to your feet. Last two scriptures. Look at what your blessed life entails. Look at what you need to connect your faith and your choice to, which has been given and activated by grace. Okay? You need to speak this. You need to claim it. Go to Genesis 15, verse 15. Look at what God said. Now this, Genesis 15 is when God's laying out the covenant. Verse 15. Notice what he says to your father Abraham. Because the Bible says in the book of Acts, it says that Abraham is the father of us all. And thou, talking about Abraham, but it's also your right, shall go to your fathers in what? Is that in COVID-19? Is that in a car accident? Is that in tragedy and calamity? No, that's in peace. Nothing missing, nothing broken. And you shall be what? Buried. Didn't say cremated. Now, if people want to get cremated or have had a relative cremated, that's between you, them, and God. But I just thought it was interesting that it's specifically part of what God said is you, you will go to your fathers in peace and you'll be buried. I just thought that was interesting. You shall be buried in what kind of age? A good old age. Now, are you, are you here? You go to your fathers in peace. And when are you going to go to your, 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 your when are you going to be buried? Good old age. Now, let's look at what happened. Look at uh, Psalm 25. Look at what happened to Abraham. Verse 8. Okay. So what happened to Abraham? Psalm 25, verse 8. Is that, is that right? I thought it is. I thought, that doesn't look, is it Psalm 23? No, it's 25.8. I read it this morning. It was the right one. Or did I say Genesis? There it is. Genesis. Did I say Psalm? I'm so sorry. I'm trying to get done because I know I'm keeping you for a minute. And I don't want to do that. It's Mother's Day. Let's let, get this last scripture. Then Abraham gave up his spirit and he died. How? In a good old age. That covenant was fulfilled. He was an old man. You're going to be an old woman and full of what years and was gathered to his people. That is your blessed life insurance policy package right there. And you have a right to that covenant. So, Father, I thank you for everyone in the sound of my voice. Let them receive it by faith. Let them go back and search the scriptures for themselves. But Lord, we declare over everyone in the sound of my voice that they live and will live in the blessing of the Zoe life, the God kind of life that Jesus, you said is ours when we are born from above. We receive it. We choose life this day. And we choose the benefits of the God kind of life for our life, for our spouses and our loved ones in Jesus' name.